Welcome to Beautiful Imperfection. We are so happy you're here. In this podcast, we will discuss from week to week our identity in Christ. The beauty in our imperfection is Him. Let's get started. So the birth of Jesus from Luke chapter 2, 1 through 21. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in the manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And the shepherds came from the region where the shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, and lying in the manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. I memorized this in King James, Mm -hmm. so I'm butchering it. But when the angel went away from them unto heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see the thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went and with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known to saying that they had and told them what had been told them concerning the child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Mm-hmm. Amen. Love that story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so there's a lot of characters. We want to talk about kind of the characters in the Bible. Some mm-hmm. of them we don't think about so much. We think about Mary. We think about Joseph. We think about um, shepherds and those. But the significance of those things, sure. I'd kind of like to break down a little bit for us. Well, let's start with the ones that we do know, though. So, yeah. So why Mary? Okay. So Mary was um, a humble young woman. Mm-hmm. who uh, loved God and wanted to do the right things. And she was, she was someone who um, was not placing herself in, in a hierarchy of that she was better than someone else. But when God chose her, she humbled herself and said, yes, Lord, mm-hmm. it, let it be as you say. So mm-hmm. she, he knew Mary's heart. And I think that's why. And I think that our hearts need to be pure enough that God can say something to us and our answer will be yes. That's great. Wow. There's no, there, that's all that can be said in that instance. And I think we always think that 
again, a king or someone famous needs to be used in some instance or not. Um, but it's Mary. And Mary mm-hmm. was just a regular old woman that was then just being obedient to the Lord. And you listeners, um, I think we right. all try to compare ourselves a lot um, yeah. in the world, our women in general. We always think what someone looks like or mm-hmm. um, what their status is and so forth. But he used Mary. Right. And it was not a young Jewish girl with nothing, with nothing really. Mm -hmm. And um, so that should tell us that he can use any of us. That's absolutely right. Okay. So why Joseph? So I think God chose him for some of the same reason as his humility. But he also in this story, um, you don't hear a lot about him after this story. I don't even know. Is he mentioned in the Bible after this? Really? Um, he's a carpenter, but that's kind of all. But so it doesn't really tell us, but um, he was a man who never needed to be the center of the story, obviously, because if he needed to be the center of the story, he would have left Mary. <laughs> and this is, I don't want any part of this, but he was a supporter. And um, he wasn't uh, the center of the story, but he was the anchor of the story. Mm-hmm. Because he was strong enough. He's an example, um, like a walk-on athlete, you know, they, they're not, you know, they think they can't make the team. So they're not drafted, or, but they walk on and they make a big, huge entrance into the story. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I see Joseph as one of those guys who kind of just walks into the story. And then God just uses him because of his love and support for Mary. And God knew that he wouldn't leave her stranded. Mm-hmm. So I think that is important to think about. Is it Joseph and you know, I haven't read it this morning, who, who the Bible writers connect back to David? Is that the side of the lineage of David? It's not Mary's side, right? Is it, is that how they connected to King David? Is that, is that correct? When we go through like all yeah. the names of who begot yeah, who? I would have to go back through yeah. the lineage and, yeah. and, and try to tie the, that together. The root of but Jesse, yeah, yeah, I think the is, root of Jesse yeah. is correct. So yeah. yeah, that would be uh, that side of the story. Yeah. So God <coughs> used a man who had no story mm-hmm. until then, but also was just kind of supporting role. In the story. Yeah. So is that why Bethlehem? Because, yeah, that's right. He was going in to pay that. So he was the one connected. He was going to the city of yes. David. Now it's all coming back. He was back. going yes. into <laughs> because they were going to yeah. Bethlehem mm-hmm. to pay their taxes, yeah, basically, mm-hmm. or to be counted in the, mm-hmm. in, in. So that's why Bethlehem, too. Mm-hmm. Why this time? Why Bethlehem? Why were they going? They were going there for the census. <clears throat> and so, um, the place became important. Bethlehem, there's really not a lot to Bethlehem. Um, it's a, kind of a story, just kind of, it's a little town, just kind of there. But the place was important because the Bible said he would be born in Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. So they had to go to Bethlehem, right, for mm-hmm. him to be born in Bethlehem. So all yeah. the timing that God just puts together is just so crazy. It's so, in, you know, intertwined with everything. And so also in Bethlehem, um, Jesus is the bread of life, but you know what Bethlehem means? The house of bread. Mm. So it's one of those things where I don't know if God tied it together like that or not, but if you look into all that, it really does. It's really kind of cool. He's the bread of life. He was born in the house of bread because that was Bethlehem. And he was there mostly to fulfill, 
fulfill the prophecy of the Old Testament. That makes me love Jesus even more because mm-hmm. who doesn't love bread? <laughs> yeah. Of all kinds. Who doesn't want to yeah, be in yeah, the house yeah. of bread? With right. the, the house with of bread the, smell yeah. really good. Yes. Yeah. So that makes me just love Jesus yeah. a little bit more even today so. that bread is is part of this. So yeah. it's just so, a symbolism. I just mm-hmm. think it's so just it's so pretty. It's so it's yeah. so perfect. Right. In every way. The puzzle is is all fit together. Exactly. Just exactly. They all are interconnected. And I think we don't think about those little intricacies so much mm-hmm. in, you know, God's so detailed. And I love that. I mean, so it's exciting when you kind of break things apart and you mm-hmm. think about, you know, why the end? Why did he go to an end where there was no room for him? You know, couldn't God plan better than that? You know, right. But the whole thing was so that he was born in it's in a cave or a stable or manger, as the Bible mm-hmm. says. But it was a place that um, was no place of, of stature. He was born in a place where why would a king be born, mm-hmm. you know, in a stable with hay? You know, it makes no sense. And so that even thinking about when they went to that spot, they went to the end where there was no room. For the reason that Jesus would be born in a stable and would say to everyone else and to everyone around that he loved everyone, no matter where mm-hmm. you were. And that leads us into a different character. Yes. And and probably like one of my favorite characters of the story is the shepherds. So these yeah. shepherds are out there, Pam, and they're minding their flock, minding their own business. They're kind of the outcasts of the town. Mm-hmm. And um, and the heavenly host and the angels pick them to spread yeah. the message. So why? Why that character? Well, they were considered the least of everyone. They were despised. The shepherds were, they weren't, they were looked down on. They were not allowed in the temple. They were not allowed in the court. The shepherds um, were the first <coughs> that God reached out to though, which I think is so great because mm-hmm. the shepherds were considered these lowly people that had no part in the Any world, basically. Or story or anything. They, mm-hmm. they were worthless in the eyes of people, which is, you know, sad, but they were just to be out there tending the sheep. They weren't to um, join into anything that was happening in the city. They weren't to do anything of, of that we would consider um, a wealthy person or even a person that just was normal walking the street. The shepherds were um, the only ones that would not be invited to a party or invited to the party (laughs) because Jesus and God said that they're significant. And it was signifying to us that we are never forgotten. We're never despised and we're never too dirty that God doesn't want us. And so that's the importance of the shepherds. And we are the ones he invites to the party. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's very interesting to think about the shepherds as being the first ones that God says, hey, angel, you go, you go get them, (laughs) you know, and then that brings you to why the angels, because someone else could have gone told the shepherds, God could have sent anybody, but nobody would go tell the shepherds because they were not significant enough. Mm -hmm. So he sends an angel Mm -hmm. and before them and the angel tells them. So God sent someone to them that would give them direction. And if anyone else had been heard first, maybe the shepherds would have never gotten the message. So um, no one would have told them because they didn't, 
see them as worthy. It reminds me of the parallel to the tomb too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, who was told first an angel tells Mary and the women who were the, the, the lowest characters of that story yeah. for, you know, who are coming mm-hmm. to, you know, mourn and check yeah. on him on the day that they could. And, and that's who the angel told. Right. You know, and then they brought a whole bunch of more exactly. angels yeah. <laughs> yeah. and the shepherds were just yeah. taken aback. Can you imagine? Uh, yeah. How they felt, felt because God had sent an angel to them. It scared them to death. It would scare us, Mm -hmm. but they had no idea what was going on because they're out in the field and nobody tells them anything, Mm -hmm. you know? So kind of like sometimes we expect our husband tells stuff and we don't Mm -hmm. ever hear it. Yeah, they're in the literal or, dark or even yeah. like if the Holy Spirit nudges you and you just don't listen exactly. either. So there's That's a right. lot of things around um, that we can apply yeah. that to our lives as well. Yeah. And the other characters, which, you know, when we were talking about this episode was, okay, so what's the deal with the wise men, mm-hmm. the kings, like what in one part of the Bible it's mentioned in another part of the nativity story, it's not mentioned, but, mm-hmm. um, but even we quoted, I've, I've read Isaiah last week. It's mentioned even in Isaiah mm-hmm. where it says, uh, nations shall come to your light and Kings to the brightness of your mm-hmm. rising. That's so, right. wow. Like, so tell us That's like, one of those like prophecies. what is, explain yeah. that to us, Pam. <laughs> like, what, so what about that? So that it's interesting that the, the shining was the star. The thing that, that God placed for them was the star. Mm-hmm. Um, and the kings and the wise men were spread out. The king, They were kings of their countries, I guess we would think. Um, we call them wise men. They bring different gifts, gifts of importance. One of the things that was gift of importance was the myrrh was used for embalming. So that mm-hmm. even pointed to the death of Christ. So at his birth, one king brings myrrh, which points to... He's going to be mummified and wrapped in that cloth with the myrrh. So it's just so interesting that it all kind of ties together. I and mean, There's no way for us to get into all of it. But the importance of the star that the wise men saw is that um, it was a miraculous star because it worked differently than every other star. Mm-hmm. It was in a different spot and led them in a different way. It wasn't. I mean, you know, I wonder sometimes did did everybody see that star in the same way? Oh, or that's true. Was it because it was in in the heavens you see stars to the west and so this one was one that was out of place. It was so bright and it wasn't a normal leading of the star. So someone who was reading stars or whatever would not have. It, it would have been used mm-hmm. totally different. And then how would Herod not know how to find something exactly. as obvious as this beaming this down star? star. Yeah. 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 So they came from a long way and it took them almost two years. It was two years later. Yeah. So Jesus was a little toddler by the time they got there, which mm-hmm. is amazing. And, but we see it all as them just, you know, all around at one time. The kings and the shepherds were not there at the same time. <coughs> so the journey was difficult and it signifies that God also came for those with stature. Mm -hmm. So he came for everyone, shepherds who we think were our people thought were lowly to the kings who were rich, but Jesus was born for them too. He was born for everyone. Mm -hmm. So um, that, that I think is something that we need to always remember about what Jesus has done, the true meaning of Christmas is that he came to die. That's why he was born. His mm-hmm. mission was that. Mm-hmm. And so for everyone, from the lowest that people might think about to the 
highest in God's eyes, we're all the same mm-hmm. at the foot of the cross. Well, let's talk about some of the characters that we wouldn't even, we, maybe we breeze by. Mm-hmm. Um, King Herod. What was, what about? He was a real gem. No. <laughs> so King Herod was the king at the time and he was supposed to be the king of the Jews, but he was doing a lousy job of leader leadership. Um, he was mad. I mean, he was um, sick and his job was to keep the Jews in line. And he thinks he is the king of the Jews, but people were coming to ask, where is the king of the Jews? So people were coming to ask him, where's the king of the Jews? And he's like, I am the king of the Jews. What are you talking about? So um, it was a really bad time for Harris because <laughs> he's starting to realize, hey, I, I, I'm, I'm not, not the one. I'm mm-hmm. not the king. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not the one who people are looking for. I'm not the leader of the Jews. They are looking for the leader of the Jews and I am not it. And that's probably like, Lindsay was talking about in your heart when somebody's telling you something. Sounds like there was a lot of people at that time who in their heart, there was another message like you're looking for the king, you mm-hmm. know, and this is not the king. So there sounds like some heart conversations maybe yeah. were happening too, where people knew it wasn't, wasn't so. Yeah. They were starting mm-hmm. to realize, yeah. Hey, there's something going on here mm-hmm. and I'm not really understanding what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if cared was not the king, then someone was and we all say jesus, jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the so, king the king yeah. he came to seek and to save those who are lost and that's why he came and just like we were talking about um he he also came to die on the cross for us so that we as his children have an abundant life in his honor mm. and we miss that sometimes I think sometimes we allow all the things in the world to choke that out. Just like we're talking about the things of Christmas that are not real Christmas. They're fun things. There's nothing wrong with them. We enjoy them and we have a good time with them. But yet the true meaning is that Jesus wants us to follow him. And in that honor in his life, he gives us an abundant life here on earth. So he came to fulfill the will of his father. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the father but by me again in John, uh, John 14, 6. And there is no plan B. Um, Jesus is it. And just because um, we don't accept it or someone doesn't accept it doesn't mean that it isn't true. Um, and I often say to people, sometimes they'll say something that's totally diametrically opposed to what the truth is. And it's and I, I say, just because you say it doesn't mean it's true. Mm. But when Jesus says it, it's true. But good intention doesn't get us to heaven, only trusting in Christ. So the first Christmas had to happen so that we could know God. That's beautiful. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you have gleaned something of value that will help you in your day-to-day lives and draw you closer to living fully in who God designed you to be. Until next time, you are beautiful in His sight. If you've been thinking and listening to us and wondering, how can this become a reality in my life? How How can my identity be in Christ? and you've never received him, I'd like to give you the opportunity to do that right now by praying a sinner's prayer. It's a very simple prayer, and it goes like this. Lord, thank you so much for loving me. 
Thank you for going to the cross and dying for my sins. I open up my heart. I ask you to come in. Please forgive me for everything that I've done and help me to walk with you as I follow you in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to connect with you and help you as you start your life in Christ. Please visit thebestnews.org.